Rise and shine. It's butt whipping time. It's time for the Morning Blitz with Ross Volkmer. That broadcast school has really paid off. Talking everything sports from the preps. Parker Christensen, two fists in the air as Golden Plains defeats the one seed and sixth ranked Wheatland Grinnell Lady Thunderhawks. To the pros. Runs the option left side. Russell's got his hole. 10, 5, touchdown Denver. The Blitz is presented by the insurance agency, Equity Bank of Hoxie, Quinter, and Grinnell, the Cowboy Corner Express, and the Farmer State Bank in Oakley. Stop what you're doing and listen. Mahomes who takes a snap, bounces around. He's in trouble. He's grabbed by the leg, throws the ball anyway, and it's going to be intercepted. That ball intercepted a horrible decision, and that is Justin Simmons once again. Chiefs have been inside the 20 four times in this game. Shotgun snap. Caught near side. Touchdown, Kansas City. Kadarius Tony on the quick out, and the Chiefs finally break down the door and take some nectar. Now a slant is tipped in the air. Intercepted. Intercepted by Kansas City at the 35-yard line. Intercepted by Justin Reed. His eighth career interception. Third down 10. Watch cover zero, which will be all-out blitz. It is all-out blitz. Mahomes will be hit and sacked back outside the 35-yard line. That is Zach Allen, who also has been prominent tonight. One and two the count. And did he go? He did! It's over! The Philadelphia Phillies are headed back to the National League Championship Series! Happy Friday, everybody. It is the Morning Blitz on 102.5 U-Rock, simulcasting AM 730 Fox Sports Tri-State. Of course, also available online at nwksradio.net, the Rocking MF. Thank you for joining us on a very, very, very windy Friday. You always know it's super windy here at the radio station when you come, when, when you walk in from your vehicle to the station, and of course, there's the tower out there on the on the what the east side of the building and you can hear the wind just whipping right through it makes a whistling noise when it blows hard enough and that's what's going on today uh a very cool 41 degrees outside because of a wind that's blowing consistently at 20 to 25 miles per hour and going to have gusts even way above that throughout the day it's going to be a very uh ugly day weather-wise here on this friday but hopefully you're inside hopefully you're warm your radio's working, obviously, if you're listening to this. And so uh, glad that you're with us here on the Morning Blitz for this Friday, where we'll be visiting with Connor Nickel of uh, kpreps.com. Also, of course, creator of S3, Sunflower Sports Solutions. Uh, he'll be stopped by the program for his usual Friday talk uh, to talk about local high school sports. Uh, we'll get to some of the regional college football games that are coming up this weekend with Kansas and Kansas State playing tomorrow. Colorado plays tonight late, 8 o'clock Mountain Time kick there in Boulder as they welcome in the Cardinal from Stanford. Should be able to get one game closer to bowl eligibility for the Fighting Prime Times. Uh, so that's we'll get to that coming up here a little bit later on in the show. We're going to get into here in our first segment. We'll uh, get to some high school local sports uh, in just a little bit, but I want to start off first and foremost uh, getting some thoughts down on last night's 19-8 to Kansas City Chiefs win over the Denver Broncos, which it was not a pretty game. It was ugly. It was it wasn't pretty on either side. It's a it's amazing to me how the Chiefs continue to look through these 
first six weeks of the season. It's amazing to me how they continue to, especially offensively, and I'm speaking mostly offensively, and I think maybe it's just we got to adjust our mindset for this season. Maybe Kansas City is going to be a defensive, more defensive-minded team this year. Maybe that's what they're going to be. We've got to start accepting that. Because I think when we turn on the television uh, in previous years, we thought, well, we're here to see Kansas City put up a good 35 points. Patch Mahomes is going to run around. He's going to make find some guys open, and they're going to put up points. That's what we've expected and have seen for the previous couple of years. I think here in 2023, we need to accept the fact that the Chiefs are not the same. They're not the same as they've been in the past. They are a better defensive team under Spagnolo. They are really good. Now, I know they're playing the Broncos, who are not good offensively or defensively or really anywhere, unfortunately. Sorry, Broncos fans, but it's it's a rough year this year, and I feel bad for you. But if you're looking at it from the Chiefs' perspective, you're a better defensive team right now than you are an offensive team. And I don't know if you are going to be a better offensive team as the season progresses. I know we're only six weeks in. We, we've still got over half the season left to go. Maybe they will turn a quarter, and I, I, they're going to turn the corner a little bit more. But I, I just don't know if... I just don't know if they're not going to be the same offensive unit that we've seen in previous years. I mean, last, I just remember two years ago when they traded away Tyreek Hill, I said many times, and I would still say this, Tyreek Hill is one of one. There is only one wide receiver like Tyreek Hill in the entire NFL. I think there's really only one Travis Kelsey in the entire NFL. There's only one Patrick Mahomes. And when you had all three of those one-of-ones on your team, that made you a very special unit. But a couple years ago, the Chiefs decided to trade Tyreek Hill. Fine, do what you got to do. But they have not found a a, a good replacement for him. They've tried to do it, you know, with Juju Smith-Schuster. He was okay. They've tried to do it mostly by committee, now, this year, with a lot of younger wide receivers and inexperienced guys, and I know Patrick Holmes says, these guys are getting better, they're getting better, they're learning it. That's fine, and they probably are. But the Chiefs are nowhere near what they were. They're not the explosive offense because they don't have the wide receiver. They don't have the weapons on the outside to do it. They just don't. Travis Kelsey is still amazing, and it's amazing to me how the Broncos let 87 get that wide open. I know he's very good about finding soft pockets and zone defenses, and he's very good at that. I mean, that guy is the only guy that really hurt them badly last night. What do you have, six receptions for 124 yards? Might have had more receptions than six. Uh, Nine receptions, excuse me, for 124 yards? How are you letting that guy get open and beat you? Rasheed Rice had 72 yards receiving last night. He had a long of 28. That was late in the fourth quarter. But the Kansas City Chiefs are just not the same offensive team that we got to be used to here the last few years because they don't have the weapons on the outside. They just don't. And I'm not saying, you know, I'm not, I don't know cap room and, and all that stuff when it comes to Tyree Kill, but that was a one-of-one one guy, and he's in, he's in Miami. And look what he's doing. He's continuing to have phenomenal success. It's not just the quarterback. It's Tyree Kill. And... I I'm I don't know. I if I was a Chiefs fan, which I'm not, but if I was a Chiefs, I'd still be pretty upset that we found a way to let him go. I mean, if we're if we're gonna be this team, we've got to find a way to get uh we had a way to keep Kelsey, Mahomes, and Hill. We gotta find a way to keep all those guys happy at some point in time. 
and the Chiefs have done a great job doing that. But I think they've they've put some they've kind of bet the money on the fact that Kadarius Tony was going to replace Tyreek Hill. He really hasn't. Sky Moore, they don't throw him enough to really know if he can be any good, which me tells me that he's there. Probably he's probably uh, he's off to a slower start than he'd hoped. Rasheed Rice is is a bit of a bright spot. He's looking better, but he he needs more time. He needs more time. Honestly, the Chiefs just need to run the ball more. They do. They Andy Reid gets a little bit uh, antsy and decides, well, we got to run some trick plays, which got burned on him a few times last night. It's the reason why they didn't score touchdowns. Instead, they got field goals. Credit to Harrison Butker. He was great last night. Four for four for Harrison Butker. And, include, and including bailing him out after Patrick Mahomes got sacked uh, and, and made, a, made what was a long field goal even longer. But the Chiefs really need to line up and run the football more. And it may not be gorgeous and pretty, but give it to Pacheco. Give it to Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Let those guys barrel into the line. And, and, and you know, get three, four yards. I and mean, they need to do that a little bit more often, I think. They aren't doing that enough. But uh, Patrick Mahomes goes 30 of 40, 306. It was kind of a quiet 300 yards for Patrick Holmes. It wasn't real pretty. A touchdown and a pick, and a pick that was inexcusable. That was a terrible decision. Maybe his arm got hit and the ball fluttered on him, but got to throw that ball away. And Patrick Holmes made a couple of plays last night where he's got to th- take that ball and chuck it out of bounds faster. So he doesn't. He's Patrick Holmes has made some sillier mistakes this season, I think because, once again, he doesn't have the weapons out there to make up for those mistakes that he makes in, the, in, the, in that gunslinger mentality. It's my personal opinion on that. Uh, but nonetheless, Chiefs get a 19 to 8 win. The Broncos just look completely lost. Their defense did everything. They defense did a lot of good things, folks. I mean, they they stopped. The, they would they bend, but they did not break. They held the Chiefs to a lot of field goals last night. Only one touchdown. That's pretty darn good. If you're the Broncos, you got to get something going better offensively. Russell Wilson had 126 total yards of offense last night. That includes 31 yards of rushing. He had 95 yards passing. 95 with a touchdown and two picks. That's not going to get it done. Not going to get it done. You know, and they're talking about how, well, the Broncos have got to start over. We've got to start getting a fire sale. We, we've got to start trading, you know, Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy and all this stuff. And they're talking about how they don't have weapons. Well, are these guys not weapons? Are they not good players? Don't they need to just get the ball in their hands more? Find ways to do it? You can just tell that Russell Wilson is still kind of swimming in this new offensive system underneath Sean Payton. He's still trying to find his way. You can just tell. He doesn't feel really comfortable in it. They run the ball okay, not good enough for Denver to feel really good about play action. So it's more on Russell Wilson throwing the football. And once again, that's not what Russell Wilson is comfortable in. Russell Wilson prefers being a number two option, meaning let's run the ball. That's the first option. Let's run the ball. Let's have success with the run. And then I'm able to hit some passes every now and then to keep us alive. That's what he did great in Seattle. He hasn't done it very well here in Denver. They decide to put more on him to run the offense and to throw the ball and be responsible for throwing the ball around the yard, and that's just not really his game. So the Broncos have got a lot of things to figure out, and I don't know if Russell Wilson is the future. I don't know if tanking's the future for another quarterback. Uh, I have no idea. But I feel bad for the Broncos because they invested a lot of time, energy, and picks into getting Russell Wilson there, and it has completely bombed at this point in time. Completely bombed. They can't really run the ball that great. They have, I, th- I feel like they have decent wide receiving options, at least at the top with Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy, but they just haven't gotten in any type of groove with a quarterback. 
So, like I said, I feel a little. I feel I feel I feel bad for 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 Broncos fans because you know it seemed like yeah maybe things might be turned around. You got a quarterback. You got yourself a what seemed to be a competent head coach, although he had some bonehead mistakes last night, including right before half where he threw a pass on third and five with less than thirty seconds left, gave the ball back to the Chiefs, who then got a field goal before halftime to make the deficit a little bit bigger, thirteen to nothing. I mean, he's done some boneheaded things this year, both behind the mic speaking about other coaches and now in-game stuff. It's just hard being a Denver Broncos fan right now, that's for sure. But nonetheless, Chiefs win 19-8. to They're 5-1. and one. It's not a pretty 5-1, and one, but it is a 5-1. and one. And the Broncos, a very ugly 1-5 and five, uh, to kick off here in the 2023 football season. All right, let's get into some local sports here today. Uh, I should say from yesterday, too. Uh, Scott City was the site of the GWAC Cross-Country Championships yesterday. Uh, Team-wise, Colby, Goodland, our regional 3A schools, and GWAC schools did not have a great showing. Uh, they ended up finishing uh, boys, or see, uh, girls teams. Neither team had enough runners to qualify as a team. They gave up six runners to qualify. Goodland did not have enough runners. Neither did Colby. But shout-out to Faith Hoover, the freshman from uh, Colby, she finishing in second place with a time of 20 minutes, 53 seconds. That was about 23, 24 seconds behind the GWAC champion. That would be Janae Fugit out of Cimarron High School, who had a great showing there. And also a very solid showing from Goodland's Jason Gables. The sophomore finishing in sixth place, coming in at a time of 22 minutes and 20 seconds. Still about a minute and a half behind uh the runner, the second place, and, and about two minutes behind the, the first place runner. But uh, solid showings from individuals there. Uh, Goodland's Danica Doddle finished in 16th. Aubrey Shears finished in 17th. Beth McKinney finished in 18th for Colby. Uh, so there were some of the other area runners that competed at the GWAC Cross Country Championships. On the boys' side, Colby finished in fifth place as a team, 125 points. That was 101 points behind the champion, Holcomb. Holcomb won both the boys' and the girls' GWAC titles. Uh, Holcomb had the top three out of the top four finishers on the boys' race. Colby's top runner was uh, Hayden Litzenberg. He finished in 17th place, did the junior. Uh, they also had a couple other top 25 finishers, did Colby and Grant Stevens and Wyatt Davenport. Goodland's top runner was Diego De La Cruz. He finished in 31st place for the Cowboys. But the GWAC Cross Championships in the book there from Scott City Holcomb, once again winning both the title in the boys and the girls 5K. Uh, big day today for local athletes, especially if you hold a racket in your hand. It is the first day of the 3-1A through state tennis tournament at Topeka's Crossover Tennis Center a lot of area representation. Colby's Hayden Bellamy and Allison Zimmerman, as well as Goodins, Goodlands, excuse me, Addie Owens, are all competing in the singles bracket today. Kate, I saw Hayden Bellamy is a number two overall seed. I saw Addie Owens is like the number 21 seed. Uh, look for Hayden Bellamy to have a good showing, uh, a chance to possibly end up on the podium uh, when it's all said and done. Uh, but it's a it's a grueling couple of days because today you got to win a couple matches in order to make it into Saturday. Uh, and, or you've got to, you know, if you lose, you got to try to fight your way back on the consolation side of the bracket. It's it's tough to do. So good luck to uh, the singles. Then, of course, the doubles team from Colby of Lexi Schrader and Kenny McCarty competing on the doubles side of the tournament. So good luck to those five area ladies competing at the 3-1A through 1A state tennis tournament at Topeka's Casover Center 
today. Uh, some volleyball yesterday. There was a ton of volleyball action going on. Uh, the Mid-Continent League had their pool play, which uh, kind of... So Mid-Continent League Tournament and Western Kansas League, Northwest Kansas League Combo Tournament, those two tournaments do pool play to start. Uh, for Western Kansas Liberty League, Northwest Kansas League Tournament, they had pool play there at the Colby Event Center. And then they had... Uh, you know, then they've got bracket play today. Some of the top teams that showed out and had really good showings included uh, Greeley County, Golden Plains, uh, Wheatland Grinnell. Those teams all had some really, really good showings in, in bracket play. That's for sure. Uh, some teams did not. You know, Wallace County didn't have a great showing uh, in, in, in pool play. Uh, they had a tough showing there. So, um, but yeah, a lot of interesting to see how that all shakes out. But now you've got to... Another, another big day of bracket today at the Northwest Kansas League, Western Kansas Liberty League Volleyball Tournament. The Mid-Continent League has kind of pool play throughout different locations across the area, and then they will reconvene on Saturday. This all gets going on Saturday uh, to finish out bracket play. So yesterday, pool play, day off today for a little practice, and then bracket play picking up on Saturday. Uh, also, Saturday will be the GWAC Volleyball Tournament in Scott City. It'll be intriguing to see who comes out of that because that could be a kind of a telling sign of what to expect for sub-state volleyball uh, beginning next Saturday. And then there's high school football tonight, and it should be a very interesting night uh, with the weather that it could be. Temperatures could be cool in the 50s and 40s, depending on where you're at and depending on what time of day it is and what time this wind decides to blow over. Uh, if it does, can make it for a very interesting day uh, with the possibility of some wind, especially here in the northwest, in the western half of the state. But some of the games today include Colby going to Lakin. I think it should be an interesting ball game there. Be intrigued to see how Ryan Mosier and their coaching staff does at trying to stop the triple option attack of Lakin. Um, and then can they score points against Lakin's defense? I think they'll be able to do that. But that should be, I think, a pretty competitive and uh, an entertaining game between Colby and Lakin. It's a non-district game for both of those teams. So I'll be intrigued to see how that comes out between Colby uh, and Lakin. You've got Oakley playing host to Syracuse tonight. Uh, Hoxie hosting Quinter, which is a big game. And I was wrong last week. I thought that was Lance Barr's 100th win. I was wrong. That was actually win number 99. As Connor Nickel uh, corrected me, it's actually win number 100 this weekend. Uh, so if he could get the win versus Quinter, which Quinter, you know, they're kind of backed against the wall here. They've had a couple of rough weeks and a couple of tough losses how do they uh, how do they bounce back here against a really solid Hoxie team? Uh, Decatur Communities, Robbins County, Wallace County goes to Logan Palco tonight. St. Francis uh, at Thunder Ridge. Uh, Therefore, some district matchups in eight man, and then you've got Tri Plains Brewster hosting Shy Lynn, Weskin hosting Moscow, and Golden Plains playing host to Northern Valley. That's all coming up here uh, tonight in high school football. And, of course, the Goodland Cowboys at home for a, a, a pink-out night as well as senior night as they bring in uh, the Scott City Beavers for their third district matchup of the night. And the, the intriguing thing about tonight's game between Goodland and and Scott City is, you know, I just I, I want to see what adjustments Goodland is going to make here tonight. Uh, there's been some chatter that Goodland may try a few different things Um Offensively, uh, expand the playbook in some different areas. Uh, they they like what they did with their three five three defense against Colby. Can they make it work against Scott City? That's what I'm intrigued to see too. You know, no offense to Colby, but but 
trying a new defense out with with one team not having any time to prepare for it and having it work, which is great. Now having it on film and a and a better, more skilled team in Scott City getting a chance to go against it. I'll be intrigued to see how that three five three defense works. And Goodland's going to be you know without some key pieces tonight due to some injuries. And that's extremely unfortunate. The injuries just continue to pile up, but that's the game of football. It's a game of attrition, and it's the next man up mentality. Cowboys got to fill some holes with some key pieces that are going to be out, and it's hard to face really good competition when you have some of your best players out. But that's that's been this season. Goodland lost Manny Gonzalez for the year in the very first game. They've lost some other pieces throughout the season. Anthony Rubal was out a couple games into the season. So uh, that's, that's just the hard way it is. And because of that, the Cowboys are having to adjust things both defensively and offensively. You know, they liked the fact that they had, you know, good size at linebacker in the secondary. Well, that's gotten thinner. Now they've got more linebacker bodies, so they make a 3-5. You know, they've, they don't have the, the big bodies up front. They're going to try some different things offensively tonight. So I've been told we'll see. Uh, and, but the funny thing is I'm thinking about it like, boy, not a great night to try something completely new when the, when the weather might be pretty questionable. We'll see. We'll see. But what do you, what do you have to lose? You know, if you're going, what do you have to lose? You're playing Scott City. I haven't looked at the mass. You're ready to look it up right now. Right now, you are a, yeah, five touchdown dog plus, 36 and a half point dog at this point in time, according to the Massey ratings. What do you got to lose? Throw the kitchen sink at them. Run the tush push all night. I don't care. What do you got to lose? Try something. See what'll happen. In fact, the Massey ratings right now say Scott City is 100% chance to win. 100% chance to win. Zero percent chance for Goodland to win. That's sad, but it's hey, that's what the Massey ratings say. But uh, anyway, look forward to seeing how that game shakes out uh, tonight here at Cowboy Stadium on Senior Night. Once again, not a very big senior class for the Cowboys this year, and look forward to uh, seeing how they come out and fight. I'd like I just I'm intrigued to see how the Cowboys come out and fight. One, you know, Coach Coach Mosier talked about how he loved how the inner the energy was. How the energy was for the Cowboys at Colby. Can they play with that same type of energy tonight against Scott City? A team that they are for sure an underdog. Where the Colby game might have been more evenly matched. Now you're an underdog. Can you play with that same type of energy and intensity? I want to see if that can happen as well. So that game tonight right here on 1025. You rock Colby at Lakin on 100 point through the ride with Christian Peck Dimmitt. Uh, right now Colby favored by 10 points. 34-24, the predicted score between Lakin and Colby tonight down at Lakin. So we'll see. And once again, I'll be intrigued to see how how the weather impacts a lot of these games, especially if you're a throwing team. It'll be a bit more difficult tonight with the wind and all that stuff, especially if you've got gusts at 40 to 50 miles per hour. It'll be hard to throw the ball. You're going to want to try to put your head down and run. But we'll see. So uh, high school football tonight. Look forward to have another uh, week six coming at you here. Uh, this evening. All right, let's get to our first break. When we come back. Connor Nichols is going to join the program next. We'll visit with him, get his thoughts on some of the big high school football games from last week and this week, and much, much more. You're listening to the Morning Blitz.